Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. I'm so excited to have you join me here again for another exciting episode. I want to start with a story. I know I've told this before and I may have even shared it on this podcast, but it's very relevant to this particular episode. So there's a story about Bill Gates and I don't know who the gentleman that was with him. Maybe it was Paul Allen, his co-founder. Maybe it was a friend, but the story goes like this. Bill and his friend walking down the street and they notice, both of them, a $100 bill laying on the ground. And so his friend notices it and he watches to see what Bill would do. Bill glances down, looks straight ahead, continues talking with his friend and trucks right along. Moments later, his friend said to him, hey, Bill, didn't you see that $100 bill? Bill says, yeah, I saw it. His friend said, well, why didn't you pick it up? I don't understand. You're really good at making money. Why didn't you grab that $100 bill? Bill's response is legendary. He said, friend, if I would have stopped to pick up that $100 bill, I would have lost money. And his friend thought about that for a minute. And I think he would say in modern day vernacular, mind blown. I know I am when I hear that story and tell that story over and over again. Just think about what it means. Bill Gates is so wealthy that if he took his annualized income and divided it by the second, it would be a lot more than $100. In other words, Bill calculated in his mind that it would take him probably five seconds to stop his walk, lean over, pick up the $100 bill, put it in his wallet, and then get back up to speed that he was at. That would probably be a five-second, six-second loss of his time. And the amount of money that would cost him in how much he earns per second now would be a bigger loss than the $100 gain. So he trucked on. So many of us don't consider things like this. It is very important. There's a great book out there, The 80-20 Rule for Sales and Marketing by Penny Marshall. I read this book last year. It was recommended by a good friend of mine, Andy Storch, of the Talent Development Hot Seat Podcast. Definitely check out Andy's work. Good stuff. And in this particular book, I learned again and already knew, just was not implementing it, the mindset that Bill Gates was using. And it's this. You need to understand what your maximum value is. What are you best at and how much is that worth per hour? As an example, let's say that you are a solo house cleaner and you can earn $60 per hour. This is an example. And you're working on your website and you're trying to get your website working and here you go and you spend 10 hours on your website and you finally get sort of happy with it and you're like, okay, I'll just go with this. 10 hours, I'm good to go. But let's do some math. Are you really an expert at your website? No. You can make $60 per hour cleaning houses or offices. And you could pay someone, let's say, $15, $25 an hour, possibly even less. We'll use $25 an hour 
to do your website for you. So the website that you spent 10 hours on cost you six hours of time, which if you were cleaning instead, could have earned you $600 in cleaning revenue. But what about the website? Yeah, you could hire that website out. Even at $25 an hour, they're not going to take 10 hours. They may take five hours. That would only cost you 25 times five. That's $125. Let's, for the sake of argument, say it costs you $250 to have that website built. Let's look at the numbers. This is called opportunity cost. You invested your 10 hours and the result was a website. Awesome. It didn't cost you anything. So you were at net zero. You just lost 10 hours of time. What if you would have done the Bill Gates mindset? You could have invested the 10 hours into cleaning, created $600 in revenue, and then hired a website person for $250 to create the same website. In example one, you have a website and you've lost nothing except for time. And in example number two, you are up $350 and still have the same website. Plus the cleaning you did has the potential of creating referrals to other cleaning jobs. So this is the way that we need to think. It's opportunity cost. Seth Godin says this, and it's what we freelancers tend to fall into. The cheapest person to hire in your business is always the owner. And so freelancers who work by themselves and solo cleaners are freelancers. We tend to hire ourselves for every part of our business. You may not think you can afford it, but let's just think of this the way Bill Gates does, all right? Now, I'm going to move into a story of how this mindset cost a local cleaning company a lot of money because they did not understand this. But before we do, let me just give a little perspective of where we are in this podcast in this time, currently I record this on May the 6th, 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has been brutal. We have each experienced hardships in some way. Some of us financially, some of us in our health that have dealt with the virus directly, some of us in our relationships and struggling with being home and not knowing how to do that or your kids being home, or God forbid, you may have lost someone or a dear family member is going through that. And I shared this in my last podcast. It just got real about my mom. I'm thankful to report that my mom is doing much better and we're looking for a discharge and for her to get better from this. The point is that this has been a very difficult two months. It was March 15th. I remember it clearly. It was Teresa and our anniversary. We were about ready to go away for our honeymoon. And I'll be sharing this in a future podcast an annual honeymoon we do, and we had to cancel it because our state, Pennsylvania, was about to cancel schools for the year, and the COVID was taking off, and things were shutting down, and it's been almost two months. And in those two months, instead of me doing my podcast, business as usual, giving updates from my own business, and then sharing useful tips, I decided to not batch these for an entire month, but just recording them prior to each release, live and to try and be as relevant as possible and not be like my buddy Vincent Puglisi from Total Life Freedom says, don't be tone deaf. People are struggling and try to relate to them. So I've been putting out episodes 
in my heart that I believe have been helpful to you struggling dealing with COVID-19 in this crisis. But here we are, we're getting to the end of that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. States are opening back up county by county. Businesses are coming back. People are going back to work. Who knows about the schools? There's still a lot to be figured out, but there is that light and people are starting to get a new sense of optimism as the new cases for corona go down and the numbers of reported deaths go down. And this has been rough for sure. So therefore, I want to use this podcast episode as a jumping back point. We've been through the COVID together on this show, and I want to resume the strategy that I designed for this podcast, which was to keep you informed on the progress of my own solo cleaning company, Carfagno Cleaning, things I learned, lessons from the field, good and bad, and also to share helpful hints and fun episodes and funny stories. I want to get back to that. So I'm going to have to catch you up. It's been a few months. So I'm going to be going back in time, a little DeLorean 88 miles per hour, going back into February to catch us up a little bit. But before I do, I'd love to give a testimony and a shout out to a good friend of mine who was featured on a previous podcast, Local Heroes, Miss Ellen Johnson of Above and Beyond Housekeeping Services in the Reading, Pennsylvania area. I had shared how Ellen's business during COVID-19 took a 95% hit on revenue. They were struggling. But rather than crying and crawling into a corner, they just took care of business. They applied for the SBA loans, got what they could get to mobilize her employees to handle the business that was left and to furlough the others so they could collect unemployment, which was the best move for her people because she loves her people. And in the meantime, it was her and her office manager, Carrie, who I nicknamed Carrie Extraordinary because she does so much for Ellen's business, a few other team members in her company. Well, they handed out hand sanitizer and disinfectant outside of their office. They were doing this to serve their community. They didn't expect the local news and writing to pick up their story and do a feature on them that night. And that was awesome. They felt great. It got some free advertising. Well, it gets better. And this is what I love. When you create a positive ripple, it always comes back to you. It always comes back to you. Watch this. Alicia Keys, musical superstar, Grammy-winning artist, she put out a really cool song in dedication to all those frontline workers doing a good job. And I linked in my notes the YouTube for this new song, Good Job by Alicia Keys. And wouldn't you know it, at the 53-54 second mark, there is an image of Carrie Extraordinary handing out a bottle of disinfectant in the Reading, Pennsylvania area on an Alicia Keys video. How Alicia and her team found this clip, I don't know, but they must have been going through all kinds of frontline workers and stories, and they found this one, and boom, one good deed, one act of service to Ellen's community created a massive snowball of free advertising and publicity for her little company in Reading, Pennsylvania. I mean, Alicia Keys, her video that has over a million views already, now sees an image of Ellen's business. I mean, come on, that is so incredible. So proud of you, Ellen, and so proud of you, Carrie. Way to go. Okay, let's go back now in time. Step into the DeLorean with me. Hit February 2020 and jam the accelerator until we hit 88 miles per hour. Zoom, flux capacitor, here we are. Okay, it's February. 
I did an episode, Know Your Numbers. I'll link that in the show notes. I explain the mindset of why I'm giving $50 referral credits to clients of mine that tell people about me. It makes a ton of sense financially, and it also increases the referral marketing that I'm already doing. And this is such a great strategy. I encourage everyone to do it. Here's how it went. Just remind you of this process. I worked hard to have a great cleaning company, to clean with excellence, to have a great profile online so people could see that I was a good cleaner. My wife went on to the Facebook moms group locally. She became a human and talked to people, helped moms, got help from moms, asked questions. She wasn't being weird and saying, hey, I have a cleaning company. Let let me sell you my services. No, she didn't do that. But she did see that a young mom, Erica, had a post about cleaning. She was looking to have a service come in. She had poor luck with previous. So Teresa reached out to her, messaged her, told her about our company. Sure enough, Erica called me. We had a great conversation, did some numbers over the phone, did an estimate, gave her a proposal. Erica hired me. It was awesome. It's in an episode back from 2019. I then worked for Erica for two months. She was happy with my cleaning. And after that two months, Erica went back on her Facebook mom's group and she followed up to her first post. Hey, I posted on here looking for a cleaning company a few months ago. I was referred to one through this group and found a great one, Carfagno Cleaning, and so on and so forth. And she said some nice things about my company. And from that post, eight other moms connected with me over the next few weeks. And that's how it works. You clean with excellence. and You never know if someone's going to refer you, although you do increase the likelihood by working with excellence and always treating people right and growing your trust factor. One of those referrals is Kim. Kim called me and was concerned about her current cleaner and she was a little nervous that she had damaged something and Kim knew she was uninsured and she was having second guesses, her and her husband Chris, about keeping that cleaner on. Called me, spoke to me, knew I had a good recommendation from Erica. Kim and I talked. I went over for an estimate, gave a proposal and the initial feedback was, yeah, my husband says your prices are higher than our current cleaner. And I responded back with a reminder about, hey, Kim, it's not worth the risk. The current cleaner you have is not insured. She's not tax compliant. And so you're rolling the dice. If anything happens, it's on you, not on her. And so that made her a little nervous, but it's it should because it needs to, you need to hire someone that's a legit company. And so I said, Kim, I totally understand that my prices are higher. That's how it works when you hire a professional cleaning service that is tax compliant, carries $2 million of general liability insurance, and is legit because you don't have to worry about things. It's peace of mind. Here's what I recommend you do. Tell your current cleaner that you would like to see proof of liability insurance before she comes back for the next visit and just see what happens. If she gets it, awesome. You've got yourself a cleaner. And I left it there. Well, a couple days later, she emailed me back and said, we'd like to hire you. I didn't ask any questions. I thanked them and we set up a time for my first cleaning visit. And I also gave Erica a $50 referral bonus. Erica's happy, I'm happy, and now Kim's happy because I'm at her house doing a deep cleaning part one, which is otherwise called initial cleaning, and I am making her kitchen, bathroom sparkle like it hasn't in a while, just a little bit better than the former cleaner, and nothing against them. I'm just really detailed. And they were very impressed. Kim was very, very happy. And a few things came out of this first cleaning. The first thing will tie us back to the Bill Gates story and the 80-20 rule. 
And here's what I learned from Kim. She told me, Ken, I did do what you recommended. I messaged my cleaner and told her that I need her to have proof of insurance before she comes back. And her response was this. Oh yeah, I'm getting to that soon. Well, in my experience with helping house cleaners and being around the industry for a long time, getting to that soon is not going to happen. In fact, this particular person is always going to be, oh yeah, I'm getting to that soon. And you could have her come week after week after week, and she will always be trying to get an insurance policy. But here's what Kim heard. It broke trust. She didn't think that this person took it seriously enough. This person had damaged a piece of furniture in Kim's house. She did not offer to pay for it. If she had an insurance policy, it could have been a claim. No worry, peace of mind. Any damages, any medical or property damages, Kim could have peace of mind if only she had insurance. And so the lesson from this is that Kim went with me. She paid more because peace of mind has a price tag. It has a value. And the title of this episode is this. This is what this cleaner did. She made a decision, unwise, not the Bill Gates way, that she chose to lose thousands to save hundreds. What do I mean by that? Well, she lost a customer, which at 100 to $150 per visit, 26 times a year, could be $3,000 per year. Keep that client for multiple years, you're looking at maybe $10,000 plus, and the amount of networking in a new development where Kim lives, it could be multiple houses times that $10,000. This could tally up to $50,000 in revenue over several years. And that insurance policy costs four to five to $600 per year. And it costs very little to get a DBA, a business bank account, get yourself established, get yourself paying sales tax properly if required in your state, Pennsylvania, you do, and get all of your compliance done with the state and your insurance and make your clients feel safe. So she chose not to invest a couple hundred dollars for insurance and that bit her and she lost thousands of dollars. Now, I didn't lose those thousands of dollars. I invested the hundreds for my insurance and I was the benefactor and now I'm in the path of receiving her thousands of dollars, which in my case, I get more for Kim's house than the other cleaner did. So my benefit is even greater than hers. Now, obviously I have expenses. Insurance is one of them. But the message here, like Bill Gates, is don't throw away thousands to save hundreds. It makes no sense. Okay, let's look at the second thing that I got from Kim at this awesome first cleaning. She was so happy with the cleaning that here's what she said. Ken, I want you to know I'm very happy with the cleaning. And in this new development that I'm in, by the way, she's in a brand new construction development with 100 homes, and they're literally building them still. She tells me that there's a WhatsApp group, which is an, a messaging platform by Facebook. It's a great little tool. So there's a WhatsApp for the men of the neighborhood. They talk sports and things like that. And there's a WhatsApp for the women. They talk babysitters and house cleaners and landscaping and things around the neighborhood and neighborhood watch. Well, she said, Ken, I already told my WhatsApp ladies group about your company. I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Kim. And she said, and I'll continue to mention you, so hopefully you get a few more clients. I said, Kim, thank you. Here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to give you $50 of referral credit for anyone that hires me as a result of that post in your WhatsApp group or in any other groups you belong. And she says, wow, I'll make sure I definitely tell them a few times. So I don't know where this will go, but I've already gotten Kim as a client because of Erica doing the same thing. And you can see how this spiral can go. Do excellent work. Be legit with insurance. Don't be afraid to ask for recommendations or referrals. People will respond if you ask. Just know when to do it and when not to do it. So those are some great lessons I learned from my first cleaning at Kim's house, and I hope you apply this. Let me just touch on a few things that also happened during the week. I've mentioned the use of my Google My Business profile online. It's a great way to get free SEO for your cleaning company. And so I've been loading pictures and articles and been trying to get some recommendations on there. I believe I was up to three or four or something like that. So I followed up with people I've asked, old clients, to see if they would still be willing to write a review for me. I also asked 10 other of my former clients if they'd be willing to write a review. I posted before and after pictures from Kim's kitchen that I got permission for first of her sink and I think a part of her kitchen counter just to show what the quality of my cleaning looks like. But I do highly encourage you to use this free resource. Google My Business is amazing and you can get hundreds of views just by people typing house cleaning, office cleaning in your area and your business could come up in the map if you have a strong Google My Business profile. Well, there you go. That's my blast from the past. Let's stay inside the DeLorean. Let's stay in February. And over the next couple episodes that I publish, I'll still be staying relevant with COVID-19 and things that are important for you to hear that I think will help you. But I'm also going to be going back in time every couple episodes and hitting that flux capacitor 88 miles per hour and bringing you up to speed on how my solo cleaning company has survived and thrived through this incredible crisis. So thank you for listening. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.